August 26, 2021. This is Ablecraft episode 6. I'm Abel Kirby. And I'm Sir Spencer. Woo! We're back. Being respectful of your time as always, by being as oh, yeah. short as possible in our show. We had a lot going on last week. I had some uh, traveling I was on. I, I already had two podcast remotes and I couldn't fit a third one in there. So we oh, couldn't yeah. do, I'll take the blame for the last show. Uh, we couldn't do episode six last week. So we're doing episode six right now. So we had on uh, podcasting 2.0, a couple things went down in the uh, meantime. Indeed. Um, Everybody's it, been busy. Yeah. We had uh, two episodes of podcasting 2.0 to cover. Uh, the, the one before the most recent was uh, Max Hillebrand, if, if that's how you say his name, as the guest. And that was a very interesting episode. He's uh, talking about his wasabi wallet and uh some of the other um you know uh information he was bringing out uh, his descriptions of you know bitcoin and money and things like that were very interesting so it was a fun yeah. fun guest spot i think he was like the most laid back and collected maxi i've ever heard yeah. bitcoin maximalist like just had that cool confidence and like just the nice surface level explanation for things it was beautiful to listen to yep and the, the quick recap, I just mentioned before the show, yeah, Dave Jones was on the Survival Podcast. That was a great episode. I listened to that. Uh, it's, uh, he, he doesn't bring up much that we don't already know, uh, but he talks about a little bit of his history, which was interesting for the Dave Jones fans out there, and I am a Dave Jones fan. Uh, but that was the survivalpodcast.com, and he has a, uh, an episode up there totally worth listening to. And the big news from podcasting 2.0 that I got out of the most recent episode was, uh, sounds like Dave's starting to consider the uh, new tags for the new uh, the new uh, cycle. Yep. Whatever they're calling it. What is it? Stage four? Now I can't remember what it's called. The, uh, the phase four. Phase four. Phase four, yeah. And the one that he had on there, the first one that I saw in the wild was the medium tag. And this was first used by... Uh, the band is Sun's Metal Band, uh, which published their album uh, through RSS, but they use the medium tag in there, and so it's just the medium just says music in it. And that's looks like that's the tag that's going to identify that this feed is actually a bunch of songs and not a podcast per se. Gotcha. So. Yeah. I haven't uh, had the chance to check out their album yet, although I did hear about it. Oh, it's good. I listened to it. Um, it's like five songs. I actually pulled the feed out just to study it and see how it was done. Now, they don't have a, a tool to make feeds that have the medium tag in. As far as I know, the only way to make one is to manually add it to your feed right now. Um, and I should say that no one else has the tool, but we have the tool. Uh, because one of the things I've been working on all day and, and earlier this week was getting this Bobcat feeder software working. Brilliant. Yeah, so I have the, I showed you the GUI mock-up of that. Yep. Which has the uh, the Bobcat colors. That's the uh, like the purple colors and all that. I posted that on podcastindex.social. And that's a not really working version of it. It's just the layout. I was trying to get an idea for what the app was going to look like. And then all this week, I, I must have written this three or four times now. Because I keep going into Python XML libraries and parsers and, and writing everything in. Uh, and implementing everything, and then when I get to the end where I start exporting the XML, uh, and, and obviously I tried, you know, midway through, I start realizing they're miss missing features. <laughs> you can't, oh, no. yeah, and they're doing things like with one of the one of the systems I was playing with, which was a Python, uh, 
standard library, it didn't have a great way to post neat XML, you know, where you want everything indented. And it would just spit out a string on one line. Okay, that's fine if you're parsing it, but I want to be human readable. And it looked like the first, the best way to do that was use this LXML library. So I went and pulled that one. And it was great. It was great. I got all the tags in. It spits out pretty looking XML. But it chokes when you start putting namespace data in there. Ugh. It was aggravating because the, the colon operator isn't a valid tag name. So when you have like podcast colon uh, location or iTunes colon category in the XML, you're saying, oh, this is the namespace that the this tag belongs to. And it took like I spent must have spent two days uh, just trying to select the right library here. Uh, oh, and it man. turns out, yeah, okay, so they have a special system where you declare all your namespaces, and then it'll automatically add the, the namespace definitions inside your XML smartly for you. But it wouldn't do it right. It would put, you know, if you open up any of these podcast feeds, you'll see the XML version is the first line, and there'll be the RSS node. It'll say R RSS, and it'll probably have, like, XMLNS colon iTunes, and then a link. And or XM, XML NS for XML namespace colon podcast, and then I'll have a link to the GitHub for podcast index. And the way that the LXML library was doing it, it, it would put them in the highest level tag, which used the namespace. And since RSS, the actual node called RSS, isn't in the namespace, it would never put it up there where, where I think it belongs. <laughs> sure. So, oh my God, it was so frustrating. So it was... And eventually I found out the, I'm actually back to the original, um, uh, what is it, mini-DOM, the mini-DOM uh, system. And it seems like it works. Um, I've actually been spitting out compliant XML earlier today, and I have it working with the MP3 parser. So it'll do things like put in, you know, the uh, MP3 number of bytes, put in all the podcast namespace uh, bullshit in there, and it'll also import the ID3 tags. Ooh. So that's where I am right now is you have a tool, you import the MP3s, and it pulls out the artist name, uh, the album name, the uh, title, the track length, and all that crap. And it just pulls it in and it puts it in the right tag when you export it. So it's, I don't know, it's probably, a, it's probably an afternoon of work away from functioning. Uh, at least the back-end stuff. And then Very there's cool. going to be another week of... Maybe not a week, you know, uh, a couple days of testing it and getting all the buttons tied to the right functions, that kind of thing. But it's basically the logic's uh, squared away. Even awesome. the, the import auto-detect stuff is, uh, I'm kind of, I just used someone else's library, but I was surprised how easy it was. So when that's done, I'm going to get it posted up on um, the Bobcat Index GitHub so people can download it and try it and um, generate their own RSS uh, music uh, feeds without having to do it by hand. Which I think will be appreciated because XML yeah, no by doubt. hand sucks. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I didn't. I wouldn't even know where to start on, yeah, the, on the hand coding my own. Uh, yeah, you you start with Notepad. I'm waiting for and, tools for yeah. sure. So, this is the promise. This is the the product that I'm uh, that I'm working on now, and it's also the the way that I. Uh, I'm calling myself an independent software development uh, guy. Not, I'm not unemployed. I'm an uh, independent software developer. So, Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a step up from like graphic designer. Mm. So here's the other thing I was looking at. 
I'm not going to promise this as a feature. It's not going to be a version 1.0 feature, but it's trivial. I shouldn't say trivial. You know, it's it's a it's an easy add-on. Okay. That when I spit out all of the MP3s, to spit out a little HTML page with them that has the image for the MP3, it has a little, you know, HTML5, you know, audio element player inside sure. it. That doesn't do the playlist or anything, but but if we're looking at Bobcat Feeder, the intent of it is going to be a a way to statically self-host your stuff. And so I think what we need to be able to spit out is, along with the XML data, we're also just going to have an HTML page that has the pictures, if there's pictures, the links to the MP3, and, you know, just the same information that's in the XML, but maybe in a styled up um, document. You know, it's just like simple HTML, HTML, CSS, uh, nothing fancy. And I think that's going to be part of the tool set, too, maybe in version 1.1. <laughs> That'll be what we added. Yeah, that sounds uh, cool. Yep. So that's all I really had on the technology side of things. Um, oh, before I forget, where we're talking about podcasts and stuff, I want to congratulate you on your 100 uh, episodes of Bowl After Bowl. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's a de definite milestone. <laughs> yeah. And how long ago did you start that podcast? We like started ago, in right? 2014, actually, mm. yeah. So it took us seven years to get <laughs> to 100. <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of time off in the middle, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a hiatus, you know. It's a good, uh, uh, good milestone, 100 episodes. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it's kind of crazy because we came back before episode 30, and it, f it feels just like not... You know, it's been longer than it feels like. Mm -hmm. It feels like it was just last summer, but I think we've been back for a couple years now, I want to say. Yeah, I remember the ads for it uh, started showing up. I, I say ads. Showing up on No Agenda, uh, the references to it. Oh, yeah. A little while ago, so. Sneaking and creeping in. Yeah, uh, the big boosts have been kind of just Bimrose putting us into the into the mix on uh, the on the stream. Oh, that know? does and a lot. And, and then we started li going live on No Agenda Stream Tuesdays after DH Unplugged. So it's kind of a sharp contrast <laughs> to go from DH Unplugged to Bull After Bull, but uh, trying to hold it, down, hold it down for the late night crew, you know? Are you doing well with the podcasting 2.0 side of things? The value tags and the, the streaming sats? The value tags and sats are going great. Um, it's wild, though. There will be like feast and famine, you know? Um, some weeks it's on and crazy. Some weeks it's off. You'll notice, you know, as the, as the price of Bitcoin goes up, your streams tend to go down. Really? Which is interesting. Um, cause I don't know. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. People have kind of a scarce mentality about it, you know? Um, but I mean, I was saying even on my show when it was around 30,000, 30,000, I was like, Hey, this is a sale. Get it now, you know, stock up, grab some coin. Cause it's not going to stay at 30,000. Yep. But yeah, things have been really cool. I want to do chapters eventually just because I, uh, it's weird. Like I, I'm so terrible at the coding side, but I kind of know what I want to implement. Yeah. And in chapters, we already kind of have our segments carved out mm -hmm. and I would like to have sort of a foot pedal style thing like you've got where it automatically inserts where my chapters are and I know which segments in a row I'm going. So I just stomp them in as oh, we go. Yeah. I've that got be that. So cool. I've got that on a... I have a Lua script that does that, almost. Um, so I, I already have the script that, when you hit the pedal, it puts the markers on. 
And sure. the, the script that I'm working on is to format the, 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 here's the trick. It's not just to get the data, it's to get it formatted into JSON and then written to a, a file on the disk is right. the tricky part. And then there's all these other bonus things, like the chapters might not be in order. When you stop, there's a chance that there's a, uh, that, you know, there's a chance that you could have backed up the audio and then added a, added a chapter later, maybe you missed one. And so sure. in the table inside Reaper, which is the recording software I use, you know, m marker 40 might in time be before marker 22. Right. Right. So you, now you need to do a sort operation on it. And so there's more work to it than I, than I anticipated. I don't have um, like Lua libraries uh, yeah. ready to go. So I'm looking at it. It's like, uh, can I, what am I, am I going to do the bubble sort or do I have to write my own quick sort algorithm? This is kind of silly to have to do this. I don't know Lua enough. It might just have a sort function built in somewhere that I just haven't seen in the documentation yet. Automation is tough, but <sighs> between that or crowdsourcing, those are the only two ways I'm going to be able to actually do chapters. Yep. So I have a bunch of other things that are slightly forefront on the on the to-do list before that. But uh... My two... There's... The, the stomp pedal is the first product I have for Rear Encounter. I guess it'll be a Bobcat Index product, a software product, is that script. The second one is the um, the chapters export. And that one I'm, I want to get done because what I want for Rear Encounter is I want to be able to have all the stomps. Every time I hit, the, I hit the pedal when someone says something silly or stupid or obnoxious in the episode, I want right. those to be the chapters. <laughs> and they won't be traditional chapters. They'll just be like a... Uh, list of stupid things people said, but it'll be in the chapters JSON, right? The third, sure. the third product is the uh, MP3 uh, tag generator that I need. Uh, the Python script that'll replace all my post-production work, but that that I suppose I'll post too. But it's not as interesting. It's not podcasting 2.0. It's really like MP3 ID3 tag editing. But gotcha. That'll be up there too. And then there's the Bobcat Index flagship product the bobcat feeder which is what i'm trying to get working now makes me hungry yeah bobcat feeder uh we got some music stuff uh progress on a couple of these things I, oh yeah i got I'm all your some of those uh, willow brown sounds yeah i got the uh drum files and i have the answer for you for what the delay between when you hit the pad and when the uh the sound comes out is yeah it's 48 milliseconds and uh. i found out because when I was working with all those uh, all the drum data you sent me, I had to offset it 48 milliseconds early uh, so it would line up with the rest of the song. Interesting. Kind of on average is what I did. And then sure. I quantized it after that. And now I'm actually, everything's been quantized, everything's been adjusted, so it's in time. But now there's the problem that some of the other instruments are slightly out of time. Okay, so we might have to retrack all the bass on that. Gotcha. <laughs> I need to get us once I get the drum squared away. I need to get a sub mix out to Fletcher and say, "Hey, can you just play bass on this?" Uh, it's <laughs> gonna be been, the wave uh, file. I've been talking to Fletcher in the back channels because um, he's tr he's trying to help me get my setup to where I can control my machine with my Alesis drums. Yeah, and uh, I really I don't know why I'm just stubbornly trying to find a place that will sell me MIDI cables in person <sighs> locally. I've been to six local music shops. They all don't have MIDI cables. They're all like shrugging their shoulders. You know, where where can I buy MIDI cables in person? I have no idea. Um, a guitar center? 
That's where I bought one before. Oh, yeah. You have to, right. It's not a local shop, right? I don't like them. If you... We didn't but get... I w- I'd, I'd rather go there than Amazon, but I don't know. Well, if you're going to buy stuff online, um, Musician's Friend has been good to me. Okay. I bought some stuff from them. I actually... Here's a little secret with Musician's Friend, the way that they do their marketing is that if you buy the right kinds of things, it's like there's a secret combination of items you buy, and then they think you're a recording studio, (laughs) even if you don't spend a lot of money. So if you buy, like, 200 rack screws and um, a DB25, you know, twisted pair cable or something like that, it all amounts to, like, 25 bucks or something like that. It's not a whole lot. But that's the equipment... Apparently, the only person besides me who uses this crap is uh, recording students. And they think you're a recording studio, so I had a sales agent assigned to me. Says, yeah, we want to work with you and get you all this stuff, you know, when you want to refresh your microphones, you know. Beautiful. You know, it, I'll be your account manager. <laughs> it was well, great. It's, it's not like I'm not a recording studio. <laughs> they were sending <laughs> you know? me candy. They sent me candy in the mail. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And That's call. when you know you got it made. Man. Yeah. No, I I just bought the right kind of things, and they uh, they thought I was a professional. Oh, this is great! I I got to get on that too. Yeah. So I like musicians' friend because they sent me candy. <laughs> cool. I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm in the market for some candy. Yeah, and a midi cord. <laughs> and a midi cord. It's a shame. Mm. I got so close. Uh, I I couldn't make it close enough to you to hand off a midi cable. I did have one in my pack. Oh, uh, I yeah. had one in my car in case I ended up uh, uh, further down the uh, the river than I was going to be. So, but I was actually up in South Dakota, so it was a little far. I eighty, not I seventy, probably. Yeah, I did I seventy most of the way. Then I I popped up to I eighty for a little bit, and then popped up to ninety. Ooh, up yep. there. Yeah, three, three different uh, levels. But almost yeah. in almost in America's attic, Canada at that point. Oh, I was right on Cold Ass's doorstep. <laughs> I was in the on my way back. I went through um, went through uh, Minnesota to to you know just see what was going on there. I hung out with boobs for an afternoon for a you know kind of. I wish it was longer. You know, we only met up for a couple hours in the bar. Yeah. And, you know, talked it out, and I had to go do something that that night. So we we barely got to talk. But then I went up to the upper peninsula of uh, of Michigan, almost to the Canadian border. I was like, wow, this is a really Closer than I thought it was, because it turns out, in case you were wondering, you can drive from the Upper Peninsula all the way down to Maryland in, in a day, and it's not bad at all. It's like 12 hours. Interesting. It's not like a, you know, white-knuckle 14-hour drive. It's right. It was fine, you know? Two That's tanks, cool. Two and a half tanks of gas, I think. It wasn't bad. But anyway, on music, the uh, Willow Brown stuff is coming along. Yeah, I put the, the synthesizer tracks and put in some more fill, you know, color inside that track, so... Um, I'm glad you liked the way it was coming out. Um, yeah, it's so cool because, like, when I'm recording, I don't have all of your uh, virtual instruments and all your filters. Um, plus, there's stuff that you're adding, you know, constantly. So yeah, there's just, stuff. I added more. Rec- I went back to the recording and I put in the rhythm guitar for texture, and I put in those synths. Those didn't exist before. That's why you didn't. Okay. Hear yeah, I was wondering about the synths because I was like, wow, this is like no, so much was, rich. It's like richening up the sound i like it well i always knew there was gonna be something like that in there but i didn't know what it was so i was when i was doing the drums i went back yeah it's still kind of hollow we need to add more stuff yeah um i love it man i love every time it 
it just sounds like a brand new feel and sound every time like yeah. you're adding another layer to it. Let me let me play a little clip for I'll play like a couple seconds from the beginning just as a tease for the people who are listening. So here, okay. here we go. When my spirit's born from running When my hand forgets her cunning And so we, I'll, I'll boost that in post-production. It's a little quiet. It's down okay. at recording level, not production level, you know. So right, yeah. You record everything 10 dB down, and then you have to boost it when you mix and master it. That's right. That's the... The pros do that. The, the gritty details. <laughs> yeah. You, then, behind the scenes. Then you, uh, you, have to, you have to boost it to plus 4 dBU before you send it to the tape machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was great. What do we have uh, on the radar for next week? Well, I don't know how much you wanted to talk about uh, the whole OnlyFans debacle because it was in and then it was out. It was like a story and then not a story. Well, the but I, uh, I think the message was received loud and clear. Yeah, which is that these kinds of sites are have a target on their back, and OnlyFans right. escaped, or they paid off the right guy, or they did the right Kabuki dance, and they got away with it. Yeah, but for now, the message is clear that payment processors don't want to deal with that kind of content. They don't want to deal with it at all. Right. And, you know, these creators are at the mercy of all these different single points of failure that are so much larger than them. Um, and just like the music industry, I see a parallel industry that's like, hey, how can I be independent? Yeah. How can I publish my content, monetize it, privatize it, you know, be in control of the copyright, distribute it, uh, with, you know, with adult entertainment, there's a little bit extra hoops, you know, there's a little bit, uh, extra liabilities that you have Oh yeah. as far as record keeping and as far as age checks Mm -hmm. go. But, uh, I mean, you could put that inside a uh, RSS, uh, feed, you know, you could put, what's the podcast index, uh, there's no adult content tag. I think all they use is the iTunes explicit sometimes. Right, which could be anything. Which could be. I mean, I I've put that in my show since day one because I say dirty words on it. But you know, if there's like a porncast index or outcast index or bone chat index or yeah. bare ass index, I don't know. I've been brainstorming. But <laughs> we we need a and then we'll need a a way to host those. So we have Bobcat Feeder. Maybe we need Bobcat Fapper. Oh, <laughs> we could. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, That's, I don't know. I've just been uh, copping feels out there <laughs> to see who is uh, who is interested in because it's the obvious next step. It's the obvious next step is uh, I'll, I'll, there's another whole world of content that definitely has to be segregated. Yep. Um, just for just for not only privacy but for you know protection of minors and and for protection of performers too really mm-hmm. uh but it's it's a need that still needs to be filled as well and uh it kind of is parallel to a lot of the stuff we're talking about on this show so yeah you have to think about the tip mechanism uh that what was that other website where you had, the cam girls were on there and then you could tip them if you wanted oh like the chatterbait the gold. yeah where they had uh who has that Doom. The ding sound for that. Yeah, that's the hog story, guys. There. That's what we need for boostograms. <laughs> you need, you know, you gotta hit the. Uh, it, it'll pull the TLV record, and if it's a certain amount, then it plays a sound. 
Yeah. I mean, this maybe that's product number five. There uh, you go. Speaking of, did we ever? Did you ever get Boostergrams figured out? I haven't been able to test it. Um, I got an email from Fountain because I was using Fountain and trying to test some Boostergrams on Monday, and it didn't work. It just kind of grayed out. It failed. It didn't come out of my wallet. And then I got an email the next morning and the guy was like, Hey, we saw through our API that you tried and failed some uh, boost messages. Mm-hmm. We fixed some stuff. So try it again. And I was like, Oh, cool. I'll try it again. But you know, I saw it like 30 minutes before my hundredth episode on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. And then Wednesday I've been, I've been running about 45 minutes away from the city to yeah. help my dad uh, move into his house in the country that he just closed on. So uh, yeah. it's just like, I got my hands so full, and uh, but I'm going to be testing that uh, probably later on tonight. Got a got a truck to work on too because uh, I do manly stuff also. <laughs> what what kind of software do you read the boostergrams in? You know, there's only a couple of things that I've been able to read stuff in, and it's via Thunderhub. Okay. When I open up my uh, Thunderhub interface, and I'm looking at my transaction history. Okay. There are some transactions, few and far between, that come and they have like a little comment bubble on them. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them have just been weird, spammy kind of messages. Mm-hmm. Some of them have said, uh, like I talked about on the last show, there was one that just said, I don't know if you can see this. <laughs> and that's all it said. <laughs> so um, I think I'd, I know who that was from, but I can indeed see it. But yep. there's there's also no way to reply, which is kind of something that Adam's been talking about too. Like, I just want to hit, be able to reply to these. I think that's an implementation that can be figured out because um, it would just be like a reverse key send to whatever came at you, right? Mm-hmm. You would think. I mean, uh, somehow Sphinx has replies figured out to where you can reply to a certain node address. So... I, it's just too deep for me. You know, I'm just kind of a, I'm a surface level idiot when it comes to the coding and the lightning, uh, uh, LNCLI and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I can kind of understand what's going on, but how to make it work and how to parse it all is, is a little bit beyond my purview. Hmm. I just, uh, SSH'd into my node to see if I could enable Thunderhub and I got an error. And it hmm. says there's some problem with my uh, my node, which I didn't see until right now. Ruh row. Though the web interface worked the other day, so it must be something new. Yeah, there's um Unable to resolve host, blah blah blah, and then it cleared before I could see it. Uh-oh. I just have I just have mine on uh there's a certain port on the local IP that your Oh yeah thing lives on and you can just go to Thunderhub on that. So that's how I always get to it. Services, Thunderhub, there we go, I got it. Use the spacebar, wait a minute. Okay, so it's services, and then Thunderhub, spacebar, so it's checked. Okay, and I guess it's downloading. Okay, Thunderhub is downloading right now. I guess it's working. Yeah, that's my favorite way to see what transactions have come in. Uh, You can easily just click on the one week tab, and then click on tokens, and see like how many sats have come in in the last week. Mm Mm-hmm. You can uh, look at your channels and see what needs to be rebalanced. I haven't had any real luck with the rebalance feature in Thunderhub. I always have to use uh, 
balance of Satoshi's, which is a command line app. Yeah, yeah. But we talked about that before, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can also check your forwards. I find that kind of interesting too. So if you're aiming to do some routing and you have channels set up to route payments, then you can see, you know, what's routing the most and what fees that you've earned off of it and that kind of thing. Cool. Hey, look, I got inbound liquidity. Now it looks like everything's working. I opened up Ride the Lightning and it says my node's fine. So I don't know. I don't know what that error was when I booted it up or when I mm. SSH'd into it. Hmm. It just likes to scare you sometimes. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that the while I was out uh, driving around the country because I was out for seven days. And so it, my node was just sitting in my apartment. <laughs> and yep. I was thinking about it. It's like, man, I wonder if I should take that with me. <laughs> no, they like to stay where they're at. They don't like to move around. Yeah. It was just, you know, I'm thinking about someone could break into my, I'm on a ground level apartment. So someone's going to break into my apartment and steal my, uh, steal my sats. Oh, no. Be terrible. I can't have that. Yeah, the, the, the channels like to stay open, though. I think your, uh, your node will have better health and scoring mm -hmm. if, um, if it's online all the time, the availability. In fact, if there's channels connected to me, sometimes I'll get somebody that connects a channel to me and then they have all this downtime. Like I'll log on and it's like they'll be offline somehow. Mm -hmm. And so then when they pop back online, I just close the channel because I, I like open on channels and big channels too, if I can get them. Yep. Big fat channels. Cool. Anything else to add before we close this one up? You know, I think that's it. All right. Well, we'll... Hope everyone stays tuned for uh, next week. We'll have some progress. Hopefully, we'll have a product by then. I think we can. I think I can get one of these out. I'm so excited. I'm rubbing my hands together in the studio right now. All right. We'll have some more uh, music updates. I'll have some some stuff to send out to you and Fletcher. Uh, and I'll have uh, Monday Ghost laid down. <laughs> I got I got time this week carved out to do that. All right. Well, till then, I've been Abel Kirby, and I've been Sir Spencer. 